Welcome back to Made in March. Today is Monday, March 2nd. You heard that right. It is officially March. March. Wesley, how many days till Selection Sunday? We got 13 days left. Less than two weeks. Less than two weeks. And that it's coming up quick now. It's coming and I'm loving very, it. Very, very quick. What does that mean, Luker? That means conference tournaments start. And that is where March Madness actually starts. Contrary to the lame man's popular, popular opinion that March Madness starts when the whole tournament starts, no. If you want to know when March Madness starts, you best be watching these conference tournaments because that's how you know who to pick in the NCAA, double, in the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's, it's especially important for these mid-major schools, yeah. these small conferences that you maybe don't hear of. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoever wins their conference tournament You're in. You're is in. the team that gets into the big dance. Yeah. So if you want to know which mid-majors are going to be the Cinderella this year, which could pull off some upsets in the first round that wreck most people's brackets, hopefully not yours, you're going to need to watch these conference tournaments. And you're going to want to get our breakdown on it too, listening to us right here at Made in, that's right, March. Yes. You're right. <laughs> As we inch ever so closely to the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. Under two weeks, that's just incredible. And since we're so close, our special segment today is we are breaking down the first half of the Wall of Bold Predictions. As some of you may or may not know, for about the past, what, three months, would you say? Three months, yeah. Three months. Whenever any of us say an outlandishly hot take, or just simply that, a bold prediction, we write it down on a post-it and slap it up on the wall of bold predictions as it has come to have been known. And we are going to break down the first half of that, see which bold predictions turned out to be pretty good, which ones turned out to be mm, so-so, and which ones turned out to be some of the worst takes ever. Want to start it off? And hold on, let me quick throw this in, that these were bold predictions at the time. So, like, now it may seem that these are, like, wow, this is obvious. This could very well happen. But at the time, it was, like, unlikely or, like, completely outlandish for someone to say this. Yes. Unfortunately, we did not write the dates down. We did not write the post it. That was but, a mistake of ours. Yeah, we're going to start from the oldest and then go to the newest. But the newest we're doing today, we're only breaking down the first half. Mm-hmm. We'll still be about a month ago, yeah, a month plus, and a half plus, ago. Yeah. So keep that in mind. All right, and first, the first bold prediction comes from Alex. Michigan State, Big Ten champs. So Michigan State currently sits one game behind Maryland in the Big Ten standings, and Maryland has to go on the road to the rack and then host Michigan at home. I like Michigan State's chances here. Alex, were you talking about regular season or tournament? I was regular. talking about regular season yeah. champions, and this was early on in the year when Mich- Mich- Michigan State was dropped struggling. on rank. They were on rank yep, at this time. They were on at this time. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. They were. They were. They were. They were low twenties, and okay. Charlie said they okay. should be on. They were low, and yes, they were not living that's up to the their hype. The pre-season. like top four yep. preseason hype. However, so one. I said one Michigan would go win it all. They're starting to play good basketball. They just beat Maryland. Yeah, and so one game. Yeah, Michigan State, my bad. Just beat Maryland. So they're one game back right now, and they could still very well be Big Ten champs. However, Michigan State does have to play two ranked teams. They go on the road to Penn State, but then they host Ohio State. I think that they win both of these games, and I think that Maryland loses at least one of the games, whether it's at the rack or hosting Michigan at home. I think Maryland's starting to fade a little bit. So I like this prediction from a while ago by Alex. It's turning out pretty good. Whether or not it actually pans out, who knows? The fact but that it's impossible. They've came back from yeah. a really bad start, so mm-hmm, solid bold prediction. And the next one comes to us via Charlie Summers. Yes, sir. He said there would be a two-bid SOCON in the NCAA tournament. 
What two teams do you see today getting into the NCAA tournament? All right, so let me just explain from this the one SoCon. a little bit. So the we Southern Conference, otherwise the SoCon, yeah, we do talk about this a lot, is a small mid-major conference, normally only gets one team in, the team that wins the conference tournament, as we alluded to earlier. But the SoCon, to me, has looked so strong this year, and a few months back at the time did too, that I said, you know what, I think there's two teams from the SoCon getting in. This one's kind of like Alex's. It we don't know if for sure it's going to play out or not, but it's looking like it could bear fruit. I mean, ETSU <laughs> is a great team. I mean, right Alex... Right now, they're, they're barely a double-digit seed right now. Yeah, you're the bracketologist. What do you have, Matt? I've got ETSU getting an at-large as an 11 seed as of right now. I think if they win out, lose in the conference final to maybe like a Furman, UNC, Greensboro, I very well could see a two-bid SoCon. Yeah, it's, yeah, they get to the it's finals... Possible. And another team wins, say a Furman, that's another good team, or a UNC Greensboro, mm-hmm. ETSU could get an at-large. Would they be a four-loss team if they lose in the championship? No, five. five. They'd five be a five, loss. which is still not bad. So they'd be, like, they'd, be like tw- they'd be like they'd be like 30 and 5. Yeah. Which is a solid now, that's solid. However, I will say, as far as this is concerned, if ETSU wins the Southern Conference Tournament... One. One bid. It's a one bid. It's a one bid. Yep, so correct. No doubt about it. But then, Charlie's later bold prediction about ETSU we'll talk about later... Could also come to fruition. It could. Uh, and I think this next bold prediction is just laughable. I mean, this one comes to us via Alex. This might be the Memphis one. Elite Eight run. Are you kidding me? They didn't have James Wiseman when you made this. We fact-checked that, and you still thought Memphis was going to be making an Elite Eight run. It's obviously still a possibility, but this just... <laughs> no, it's not. I would go it looks foolish. It looks foolish. I will just say that was a, an awful prediction. They are not in contention to even make the tournament at this point. They need to win their conference tourney. To get in. Uh, so it probably it's, will not. it's looking tough. I thought early in the season they looked all right. They had the talent. They still had Precious Achua. And, you know, they just, they're not getting it done, basically. Yeah, I can name about five teams that I would pick winning the conference tournament over Memphis right now. Um, <laughs> and the ponies we, would probably be one of them. The ponies are definitely one of them. You <laughs> betcha. Hey, the maybe, monu- maybe after the monumental choke. After the monumental choke, at least they can play in games in the AAC. To the Wichita State Shockers, one of the worst offensive teams. Also in... Hey, 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 hey. Also, come on, come also, on. We're getting off track here. Also in bracketology right now, but beside the point. Uh, this next one comes to us via Charlie. Relating to the SoCon again. Big shocker, huh? All right. We have <sighs> ETSU will be a single-digit seed. Right now, they're floating around like the 11 line. They need to win out, don't they? Yep. They absolutely do. And I think for ETSU to be a single-digit seed, they need to win all their games, including the rest of their regular season games, and, and including all their conference tournament games. Yeah. So it's And if they do that, they could get a single-digit seed. I think they could get a 9 maybe. But at the same time, it would make my other SoCon. bold prediction of a 2-bit SoCon void. So I feel like one of these, the most likely probability is that one of my two SoCon-related bold predictions actually happens. Don't know which one. I think one. your first one is more realistic. Yeah, I think I think so count. too. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think one of these things truly does happen. Well, I think the highest ETSU will get, even winning ten. their conference tournament, is a ten. I think they get a ten too. So nine would be like if the. Bro- I think I think the, even if they win their conference tournament, you will still. They'd get have both they'd have to win pretty convincingly to get a. I think they'd have to win their entire all their tournament games by fifteen to twenty. Plus. Wow, I'd say so to get a nine or an eight like. Unless, unless there's some monumental chokes by some 
by some bubble teams or like eight nine yeah, seeds that's that true. we're talking that's about. Fair. I that mean, can't be excluded for sure. Uh, this next one comes via Wesley. This one is actually looking solid. He picked this when Florida State was ranked like I don't 24, know. 24, 24. No, no, it was like 18. It was like a 17. They were not 20s. They were, they were, they were no, they were in the teens. Whatever it was, they weren't ranked that good. They were, they, they I were think, not that good at that time. Either. They were 17, 18, 19, somewhere around there. Uh, he said, Florida State will be a top two seed and make an elite eight run. Wesley, do you still believe in this prediction? Why I do. Why not? I totally do. And right now, depending on what kind of bracketology you look at, they're a 2 3 seed. Yeah. So. I think two seed is very possible. Um, they could win their ACC tournament. They could. Sure. Very well could. Yeah. Um, it's really kind of between them, Duke, and um, Louisville right now. But they could easily win their tournament, and then I, I could see them yeah, getting a two seed. Sleeping on the Cavaliers a bit. You uh, are a little bit. Well, I'm sleeping, but... <laughs> he is sound I, asleep. I'm sound asleep, yeah. He's on that Z-Quill. Yeah, but <laughs> I, could, I could definitely see them making a lead eight run. They're ex- one of the deepest teams in the country. Out They're so argue. athletic. They're really athletic, they're really long, and they play... Eight to ten guys consistently. They're a mismatch for a lot of teams. They're a mismatch for a lot of teams, yeah. I, I do not mind that bold prediction. Yeah, it's looking good right now. Uh, and this next one comes via me. Keep in mind, this was actually a solid prediction. I did. This okay. was one of the like most bold predictions they at were, the time. At this made. time, at this time, Cincinnati this was, was at the time. Cincinnati was like nine and six. Okay, in AAC, I said Cincy wins the AAC tourney and is a seven to ten seed. That's shaping up to look pretty good right now. Right now they're on like the eleven line, but they have a ton of opportunities. I'd left. argue they're out right now, but if they win a few games in the AAC tournament, that's that could happen. Yeah. Who who would you put in over Cincinnati at the eleven and twelve line? Luke, as of right now, they're out. Who who did you put in in front of them? I want to know. He doesn't have Providence it on him. UCLA. You, no, Cincinnati should be in over UCLA. Absolutely UCLA's not. Solid. Absolutely not. UCLA has won seven straight. Tortilla Nation. Why are they down at the 11-12 line? Because they have, should be a 10. they're like 3-10 and 10 in Q1 games. All right, fair. But, but anyway, I think that this happens. If Cincy wins their conference tournament, they're definitely going to get a 7-10 through 10 seed because they're going to have to play some decent teams to get there. And even if they don't, there's still a good chance that they make the tournament and are yeah. somewhere near within the 7-10 to 10 range, maybe yeah. just outside it. Maybe. I don't know. But Play even still, game. that's pretty close to what he to what he true. called, which yeah. at the time was incredibly bold. Well, this was it was laughable at the time. Mm-hmm. Everybody was it was a it was a clown show. Looking at it was a here. clown show. <laughs> All right, and this one also comes via me. How about some action? Um, this is the only conference in college basketball that splits it into two divisions. By the way, I don't know why they do that, but they just do. Um, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Uh, they have the MAC East and the MAC West. Kind of like college football does. Yeah, oh. the Mac, the Mac, the Mac East is so much better because they have Akron, Bowling Green, and Buffalo. But beside the point, I said Akron wins their conference tourney. Zippity doo dah. Uh, it's a little bit shaky. It's a two-team I, race right now. It's it's a three-team race. I I'd I would Buffalo argue Buffalo included. has a chance. a chance. But right now, I I think Akron will win the conference tournament. Their main competition once again is Bowling Green, Bowling Green and, and Buffalo. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I think the top two are Akron and Bowling Green right now. It's kind of just a Bowling Green's going to have Bowling right Green now. and Buffalo are going to have to play each other and then likely play the Zips afterwards. Though keep in mm-hmm. mind if they're the two and three, yeah. Akron gets the four. I mean they've positioned themselves well enough in the regular season where they've got a pretty clear shot to winning it. That's not a bad take either. And if Akron wins the MAC, do we think they make noise in March? Depends how they play in the tournament. I agree. They're going to have to come in hot. They got to bring the action. They're going to have to come in hot and bring the action. All right. Then we move on to a take by me and Charlie. Not going to be liked by the other side of the table here. Um, getting into some Ivy League action. 
Me and Charlie said, Harvard will be the Ivy League champs. Well, then we can throw in that me and Alex said that Yale will be the Ivy League champs. But this at the time was actually a bold take. That was a bold take, yeah. Fine. Yeah. And I think that it will turn out. Harvard beat Yale already. And I'm not saying that that means they'll do it again. But Harvard has played tougher teams, in my opinion. They but, they were up on Maryland at halftime. And Maryland is a top 10 team. So, I I, I just think Harvard, it, they play physically. Mm-hmm. They have the grit. I don't know if Yale has that. Especially losing Mieoni from last year. At the end of the day, though, Harvard versus Yale, it's just a huge it's rivalry. Kind of yeah, it's a perennial Ivy rivalry. League. Ivy League championship game. Yeah. Kind of throw the records out the window just... Whatever happens. May the best happen. team win here. Yeah. So that would be fun to watch. What about a pen upset of Yale in the semifinals? Right now they would be the four taking on Yale's one in the Ivy League tournament. I think Well if you want to talk about that, then talk about the three seed that's facing Harvard. Princeton would be facing Harvard. But I think Penn is more threatening than Princeton. I don't know. Princeton just gave Yale a run for their money. So yeah. really anything could happen. I don't know if there's you really can't. That one that one's is. looking about as good as it did when it was written down. Could it happen? Absolutely. Yeah. But I would say the likelihood of it not happening is about equal. Yep, it's it's literally a coin flip right now. Here comes another very bold prediction for me at the time. Illinois was not even in the next four out at the time. And I said, Illinois will make the tournament. And they will. Got some flack for it. <laughs> they will. This wow, this one turned out very well for me. I can say this one will 100% be true. This is the only one we can Luke, for sure say. great call. Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, Kofi Colburn, I'd like to shout you out. Thank you. Uh, Georgie Bishanishvili, Ayo Desunmu. The whole, the whole squad is playing well right now. So... Cheers assume. Cheers to the fighting Illini. Oh, yeah. I would assume is the best closer in college basketball. Um, and here we go. I'm looking at this next one. Oh, no, 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 no. Charlie, would you like to read this one? <laughs> yes, I actually would. <laughs> this one is coming in from your boy Alex. This one's Sam bad. Houston State wins the Southland Conference. Were you talking in regular season? Were you talking tournament? I was talking conference tournament. Yeah, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Although that no, is... he was. I remember. He okay, starts. okay, yeah. okay. I will give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, how do you think that one's aging? Like milk or like wine? Mm, you know, I think they're matched up. <laughs> they're looking at the four seed right now. That's a semifinal matchup. That's semifinal a semifinal date with SFA. SFA with Stephen F. Austin. And you know, FSA on paper they're probably FSA. Better than Bro. FA. What did I say? FSA. FSA. Oh my bad. SFA on paper they look like the better team. But Sam Houston State, they are going to be hungry. And I think Luke, I don't know. They're Tigers, so they you will You kind of got some beef with Charlie <laughs> on this one earlier, too. So I think you kind of got to take my side on this one. We could see an upset in the Southland Conference. Listen, journey. this is an awful take for a myriad of reasons. I mean, one of them just being that Stephen F. Austin, once again, the one seed in that conference tournament, they were almost in the AP Top 25 this week. They Can were we the recognize second that? In votes. Second in votes. They were the second team receiving votes, so that means they're basically number 27, if you want to extrapolate it that way. The net rankings would disagree with that ranking, but... <laughs> but hey, what but can they're, they do? They're, they're, the, they're, they're a three-loss team. They're like, in the Southland Conference, and they only have three losses on the year. Yeah. Only one of them is within the Southland and Conference. A, and a win at Cameron Indoor. And they have that dude, Kavon Harris. I, I, see, I see zero chance that Sam Houston State wins the Southland Conference. I see Stephen F. Austin... Basically just sleepwalking their way through that conference tourney. You can't sleepwalk through any conference tourney, and that's oh. why I think Sam Houston State will win. Kevon Harris, Harris has been inconsistent yes, before, Luger. and when he has bad games and SFA shoots the ball poorly, they're very easily beatable by pretty much okay, any you team are just within the top five in the just about every bad outcome that could happen. Because I'll have you know, in their last game, 
Every starter for SFA scored in double digits, and they had bench player Cameron Johnson score 17. They played Lamar. So it's not all on Kavon Harris. Okay, Sam Houston State's playing those same teams. They're in the Southland Conference. That's fair. But that doesn't mean the upset can't be pulled. You're saying Listen, there's I'm, no way on earth it can be pulled. Yes, that but is what I'm saying. But if SFA has a down game, Sam Houston State could rally rally and win the game. That's all I'm saying. Well, like you could say that about any team. You Sam could Houston say, oh, State Duke's have a down game and lose year. to the 12, 15 seed or whatever. Or, or, or what if tournament. SFA lose earlier in the tournament to... I don't know. Texas A&M creamed corn. Oh. We don't know. Ooh. Or Corporal Christie. That's that's what their actual name is. You guys are dealing with some serious here. hypotheticals. Our job here is to look at the bold predictions, say whether or not they panned out to be smart. As of right now, I think it's they're just trying this, to more this one, this one aged a little it's bit more possible. like milk. It is possible. All of these are possible. But as of right now, it is not looking promising. Memphis is not possible. And then our last bold prediction of the first half, also coming from Alex, very similar to the first one we read off. Michigan State, Final Four. Alex, I like this pick a lot. I, I think their ceiling is Final Four this year. I 100 Maybe National agree. Championship game. They've yeah. got the veteran leadership. They're Aaron starting to Henry. play great basketball right now. Aaron Tom Izzo is getting them into shape. I 100% agree. I think Michigan Possible. State will, or they could make a Final Four. I'm not ready to say yeah, they will yeah, because it depends, on, it depends on their bracket. Everything um, depends. Every game, no matter what team you're talking about, depends on matchups. Yeah, like what S- the bracket like looks like. S- like San Diego State. <laughs> yes, indeed. and in some and in and some bracketologies, they have SDSU against Xavier, second round possible matchup. <laughs> Dude, that would be hilarious. I would, but you know what? I would have to pick in my bracket. I don't care who Xavier's playing that first round. I have to pick them if they have a chance to play <laughs> San Diego State. But anyways, this bold prediction doesn't mean that Alex is bound to picking MSU in his final four. It just means that at the time he thought, you know what? They're being a hardcore slapped on. I think you kind of still feel that way about Michigan State, do you I not? agree, yeah. I think right now, actually they're getting more love as a recent just because of their big wins. But I think they're they're on the four line right now. That's that's sneaky come March. Yeah, they could most definitely make a final four on. Do not, I do not hate that bold prediction. It's definitely possible. You can't hate it. So there's our first half of breaking down the wall of bold predictions. This is fun because there are some... Like Alex's bold prediction of Memphis making the Elite Eight, where it's like you can't, you almost can't even see what they were thinking at the time. Um, and then there's some where it's like, wow, these. Are most almost, of them were actually, most yeah, of them were actually, yeah, most of them were fairly accurate. We'll break down the second half sometime later. I don't know if we'll do it this Thursday. Probably not. We'll have to see. We'll see. But yeah. Uh, and then with no further ado, I'd just like to quick break down risers and fallers in the top twenty-five, just because there are eight Big Ten teams in now. So in I the feel AP like top twenty-five. Yeah, so yes. I feel like that's necessary to mention. That's and they had the biggest risers and fallers. Michigan falls to twenty-five, down six spots from nineteen. Michigan State goes up from twenty-four to sixteen, rises eight spots. And then a bunch of other Big Ten teams shot up. Uh, Ohio State shot up four. Wisconsin shot up two. Illinois went up three. So I mean, thank God the Badgers are ranked. The big the Big Ten is really looking good, but in other news, Duke falls five spots. Um, and Penn State Thank falls God four, Duke so. finally dropped a few spots. Because yeah. they had been suffering these awful losses, and the voters were basically more or less turning a blind eye to that and saying, oh, they're Duke. They, they're still Duke. Now they're finally around. They're finally starting to come around. The Cougs moved back up to 21. They've they been win. floating in that 20 to 25 range for they're a while. the whole season. Yeah, you like. you think they would move them up four spots for beating, for beating Cincinnati if Cincinnati wasn't a team that was NCAA-bound, Alex? I don't think they're NCAA bound, Luke. I, I, I completely disagree with that one. I wholeheartedly disagree. Cumberlands <laughs> will get going, and you will not know what hit you after they win the AAC. Okay. Um, 
But Virginia also new in the rankings this week. Well deserved. They've been they've been on a tear. Me and Alex have been on it a little bit. I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna keep going on it. I don't I don't think they win the ACC tournament this year, but you know we'll see. Uh, definitely a lot of things possible. Also, one more thing about the AP Top Twenty Five poll. Obviously, yes, the Big Ten has eight teams in their rankings. Yep. But I personally, when I think of like who I'm going to pick to win the national championship. I'm not seeing a Big Ten. You just team said Michigan there. State was national. I said a final. Okay. He said that's you their said. ceiling. He said that was their ceiling. Okay, but I like I'm not looking at my bracket. I'm I'm not thinking to myself Maryland is going to win. I'm looking at teams like Kentucky, Kansas. Seton Hall, Kansas, Baylor, but these Gonzaga. Big, these Big Ten teams know how to win in the first round, uh, except for Wisconsin last year, unfortunately. Well, first round. Not Wisconsin this year. But but they but with but the Big Ten does cause chaos in the tournament. You saw it with Carson Edwards last year. I mean, it would have been crazy yeah. if Iowa completed that comeback against Tennessee. That would have been unbelievable. No, so. it would not have. But History the, shows that Big Ten teams, first round. they know how to make the Final Four and obviously win first-round games, but they just do not, for whatever Close. reason, know how to finish the job and win the national championship. Does that continue Badgers this year? Twice in a row. I don't know. Ooh. Then we get into recapping Thursday's games. No further ado. Uh, Wisconsin goes into Ann Arbor and knocks off 19 Michigan. Despite, despite Xavier Simpson's 32 points. Huge win for Wisconsin. It was because Road of win. Dimitri Trice's 28 points, Dimitri right? Dimitri Trice had a great game, yeah. So did Aleem Ford. Aleem Ford did, too. You're right. Yeah. Badgers played really well. They've just been hot the last six games. 6-0. Mm-hmm. Winning, winning on the road, too. That's impressive. They all, we all know they can win at the Cole Center. Yeah. It's, that is known. Yes, this is known. But winning on the road against a ranked Michigan team, that was a huge win. And if they would have not been ranked this week, as much as... How we relevant AP top twenty five polls right now? I would have been pretty pretty mad. Yeah. Livers, I would have, I would Livers had a terrible game. That's the reason Michigan lost. I mean, Livers was three for ten from the field, not not too good. He had nine points, but Franz keeps rolling with seventeen. He's been scoring in double digits oh, yeah. consistently for like the past month. I'm gonna give Greg Gard some credit. He He's played doing better now. He played. <laughs> Wesley is reluctantly admitting this. that Greg Gard is coaching good, better. just like no, I was about Mark Turgeon. It's better than is what he's been at. But I was at the game yesterday, and I have some different opinions. You hear what you hear what Dan Dockage said on the broadcast about Greg Gard? About he should be the coach of the year, and I just about jumped off. <laughs> he that said was, Greg Gard is a coach of the year candidate. And I just about jumped off. That, that's, that's CEO of comedy right there. A little, <laughs> little bit of an exaggeration there from Mr. Dockage. Uh, Greg, Greg, Greg Gard at least is getting Michael Potter more involved. But the real difference that. in this game to me was from behind the three-point line. I mean, Wisconsin shot... 48% going 11 from 23. Well, yeah. Demetrius Trice was 5 of 6 himself. Yeah, while, so. while Michigan was 3 for 10 going 30%. Dude, but Xavier Simpson was, did make a three. This is what I was going to say about Greg Gard. He he had a very interesting defensive game plan to slow down Michigan. The work. reason why Xavier Simpson had so many points was they were going to let Michigan run their two-man game with Teske and Simpson and stay on the corner shooters because they did not want to get beat by Wagner hitting threes, Livers hitting threes. And Brandon that was Johns. Brandon Greg Johns Gard's defensive game plan, and it worked out very well. Yeah, they still gave a bunch of points, though. That's kind of uncharacteristic for Wisconsin to allow 74 and win. But if they're going to put up 80, man, I am not, you have not no disappointed. Qualms. No qualms, exactly. Uh, staying in the Big Ten, um, I believe somebody called this one with me. Uh, I said Purdue would win in the battle of Indiana. They beat Indiana I too. I at, called Purdue at Mackey, Mackey Arena. They just play better there. Um, Purdue wins... 57-49. to 49. Highest score for Indiana was Devontae Green with 11 points. 
despite going three for 15 from the field for Devontae Green. Oof. Why couldn't he have done that against oh. Iowa? He, I just, he shot four, or 14 out of his 15 shots were from three. Yeah. And he hit, like, all of them That's against Iowa. Like, every single one. I did not watch this game, so I was watching, like, an online recap of it, and I was browsing through the comments and came across an absolute gem that said, I'd rather get coronavirus than watch a replay of that game. So, <laughs> that tells you all about, all you need to know about that game. Yeah, not too much offense coming from that game. Uh, Illinois wins on the road at Northwestern, but Northwestern actually, like, kept it within 10. So, I felt like that was a little bit worth noting. Is that concerning for Illinois? Especially since they're fully healthy now. I'm not going to look too much into that one. No. Not really, no. Wichita State barely gets it done at home against Temple. 72-69. to 69. The Shockers? They're not looking great right now. But the they Shockers... They're looking great in a minute, so... They're, Take that with they're, a grand They're just trying to squeeze by these games, come away with some wins, and hopefully sneak into the big dance. Because they're not winning their tournament. Because they're probably not winning the AAC tournament. Nope. They're going to need that large... And they got to win out and win a few games. Uh, then we have number three, Zags, whooping on Toreros again. Just felt that because meme team. Got to mention it sometimes. Got to mention it. But then we have 21, Colorado, goes on the road to Cal, gets beat by 14, 76 to 62. The start of a rough weekend for Colorado. This is just your classic, just unexplainable Colorado loss. They lose games that they yeah. should not even need to compete in. To and win. that's why I'm probably not going to pick them to win a game in March. They've got nice pieces. I mean, I've yeah. said it before, I'll say it again. McKinley Wright, Tyler Bay. Mm. They've got that big guy down Evan there. Batty. Evan Batty. Yeah, I mean, but for some reason, they cannot put it all together. Mm-hmm. You can't fall asleep in any games this year. This year's chaotic. If you come into a game not ready to play, your throat's going to get stepped on, and you are not going to be able to get Great back visual. Up, so. Uh, then we have 23 Ohio State. They're playing good basketball. They win at Nebraska 75-54. So they're back. Ohio State, are they back? Wesley? I think so. Yeah, I think they're back. Well, well not to pre, not to the what not, they were. not to the extent of when they were number two in the nation and Wesley was declaring them champs. I was too. I'm not like they to were. Roast you they here. were incredible in the before conference play. And then they kind of hit a rough, rough, rough patch. Yeah. But no, they're they're coming back around. Caleb Wesson though. Mm-hmm. 18 boards. Yeah, he had more boards Ooh. than points. Yeah, that was unbelievable. You guys hear what Mark Turgeon called him, by the way? Hmm. He called him a bully. He is a bully. He is a bully. He's 270. He no, no, but like not even in basketball ways. He said that like he's a bully like to my players or something like that. I didn't quite I would, understand it. I would probably take I feel, I feel like I feel like players. I feel like this is being taken out of context by Charlie, and it's just... It's more, absolutely not. It's more Mark Turgeon hate. That's what I feel like. It's, it's not being taken out of context at all if you actually... Is it Mark Turgeon hate? Commentary on it. Listen, I will go out of my way any day to hate on Mark Turgeon. I'm, nobody's a bigger hater on Mark Turgeon than me. But that's not what I'm doing right now. Like, I, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird comment. So it was not related to basketball. I'm not hearing this comment. Yeah, like, not related to basketball. He's like, he's a bully to my players. He says mean things. And not to well, go against Mark Turgeon, but it's this like, like four, fifth grade? Yeah. This isn't fifth grade basketball. Yeah. The, <laughs> biggest, the biggest pussy award goes to Mark Turgeon. Uh, <laughs> then, we have, then we have some chaos going down in the Pac-12 that night. Arizona at USC. USC gets a win to keep themselves in, like, in bubble contention. You guys see the big O? He had a full court buzzer beater to end that the first insane. half. It that was, was it, crazy. Like, most buzzer beaters are half court. No, this thing was the full length. Like one hand chuck. Just, yeah. This was I watched this game personally late night. Very boring game. Arizona shot the ball <laughs> so bad. Points. Arizona 57 shot, they shot twenty eight percent from the floor. Arizona sucks. Eleven percent. They're, they're ass. They're confirmed ass. They're <laughs> yes. so bad. 
I hate Arizona. I've hated them for months, but we we have been, I've been right it. there with you. Uh, but that but that is another double double for the Big O. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you if the you three pointer helps. If you've never watched the Big O before, I suggest turning on a USC game because he's pretty much the only thing to watch in a USC game. Yep. So just for like five minutes, and you'll you'll notice his impact. Uh, then we have the Civil War. Oregon State at fourteen. Oregon. The Ducks get their revenge on the Beavs. Not much to say there. Yeah, pretty convincingly. <laughs> pretty convincingly, but I mean, Oregon State beat them last time. So uh, then we have a big bubble matchup: Arizona State at UCLA. UCLA pulled it off when I didn't think they could. UCLA. Mick Cronin has completely flipped his squad. Yeah, despite great Remy coach. Martin's He's thirty a great points. Coach. Coach. Remy Martin dropped thirty. Really? Yes. Yeah, Remy Martin's wow. a bucket. He's an absolute. Mick Cronin is just turning the culture around at UCLA. Yeah, they Shereen. might in the middle. Sharif, what are you doing? Shereen. This is the same team that almost lost to Shamanad in the um you are, in the Maui Jamaui oh. Invitational. I thought that was, that, no, that was Georgia, wasn't it? UCLA beat Shamanad by two. I swear, it was Georgia almost lost. Shamanad only Edwards got one win. I'm pretty sure in the entire Maui <laughs> tournament. Ever? They're ever. also a D. Oh my god! I know that, but like, so that would be like the most embarrassing loss ever. Yeah, and now look at them. They're. Maybe going to make the Imagine if they had dance? Sharif O'Neal with them, too. I don't oh know how much. I don't think he's making that much of an impact. Personal opinion. Yep. Then we get into Friday night's games. Davidson at 4 Dayton. Dayton takes care of business again. This team is really consistent. Yeah. However, I do think Luka Garza is better than Obi Toppin. It's okay, Luka. Well, you just need to log off. Any opportunity to shoehorn that into a conversation, don't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, here we, and here we go. Penn at Yale. For some Ivy League action, just because we were mentioning it earlier, Yale wins at home 76-73. But this Penn team is scary if they're the four seed and Yale has to face them in the semifinal. You could we all agree Princeton on that. I kind of agree with that. Too. I, I think, think the top Princeton, four seeds in the Ivy League are scary. Princeton definitely is not Define as scary. scary. Like, can win the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can beat the other team. <laughs> uh, but Harvard wins fairly easily at Columbia. So that gets us into Saturday. And man, Saturday was some mayhem. Uh, Providence at 12 Nova. Providence gets a must win. 58-54. They're going to make the tournament. I'm going to take the tournament. Oh, yes, sir. I would have totally been on that bold prediction, but three people would have been Alex and I do have that bold prediction up there. Providence makes the tourney. And let's just take a look at Providence's resume, what they've done. They have beaten Villanova on the road, Butler on the road, Alex's Marquette Golden Eagles twice. Seton Hall, Creighton by 17, and this one's a little bit to a lesser extent, but Texas by 22. And Alpha Diallo didn't even do too much in this game. Exactly. Alpha Diallo. It was their guards. Their guard, probably was guard. Pipkins. Pipkins. He was so Watch good. Watch this guy. He's like 5'10", transfer from UMass, but he knows how to score. Malik White off the bench, too, had an yep. amazing game. Very good play. And down well. the stretch, Pipkins and White just made all their free throws. It was mm-hmm. they started falling with like a, a lot of time left, and they just made all the free throws and just won Listen, that way. You can, you can hate on their out of conference record all you want, but Ed Cooley's Friars are rounding into form at the perfect time. They could be a Cinderella story in March Madness. This I year. would agree. I think they could win two games. At yeah, they they, could, they very well could because they're beating the Big East is right up there with the Big Ten. They're about it's kind of tied. You can't yeah. go yeah, one way or the other about yeah. best conference and Providence. Yeah, they've kind of been rolling through the they biggest big teams. I just named like four they have their really good last Maggie's five teams. top twenty-five games. They're five and zero against top twenty-five teams in the last five top yeah. twenty-five games in the last month. Mm-hmm. I think it is. They beat five 
Top 25. Or whatever the, whatever if, the last yeah, top 25 games If that's been. not a team that deserves to be in the big dance, then I don't know what is. And they're 17, 17 and 12 now, so yeah. they got a good record to show. And I think they're going to win two or three games in the conference tournament. So Yeah. Uh, then we move on to that our next game in the Big Ten. Man, is it nice to have C.J. Frederick back for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh, yes, sir. 18 Iowa beats Penn State at, Iowa. at home, 77-68. Luka Garza was a monster However, I watched however, that game. however, for the first half, he did not show up for a bit. But then, he, but then he came back he and he showed up. He started, what, 2 for 9 or 2 yeah, for 11 bad, or something? Yeah. I was watching that game and my man just got every rebound. But he got literally his fair a vacuum. share of shots up yeah, this game. 11 for 28. Shots. Yeah, 11 for 28. <laughs> he serves too. He's literally... He has that right. He's a vacuum. None what do you have, like 20 rebounds? Like nonetheless, 17. 17. 25 points, 17 rebounds for Luka Garza. Four yeah. blocks. Yeah, that's four blocks too. Uh, he's So he's an absolute monster. Stat stuff. You guys know that Iowa's only home loss this year is to DePaul? That's funny. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> that was when DePaul was playing well, though. I, I know. Thought... It's, just, it's just kind of funny to look back on. I'm not yeah. hating on him for it. Yeah, I mean, Frederick sinks two threes in his return. Shot 50% from the field, 50% from three as well. Um, Wieskamp finally showed up a little bit more, but he's still not shooting the ball well. His field goal percentage has been down the past few games. Um, but then the bench contributions are necessary for Iowa going forward. Creener with eight, Pemsel with six, Evelyn with seven. I think that's enough to get it done, yeah. um, to take some of the work off of Garza and Wieskamp a little bit. And I'm happy they're um, playing Bakari Evelyn still. Yeah, Bakari Evelyn. He got, a good he got 20 minutes. Before, when yeah. TJ Frederick was fully healthy, he was getting like, what, four or five minutes a game? Something like that? Yeah. Like not even? Yeah. Like, he got nothing. And then he showed up when TJ went down, and now I'm happy that they're keeping him in to have that eighth guy. Yeah. That's really important to have. It's, it's a nice. Bench. Especially when you lose Tyler Cook and Isaiah Moss in the offseason. Um, and Nicholas Bear, and then you lose McCaffrey, or like Pat McCaffrey, uh, Jordan Bohannon, and Jack Nungie um, at the yeah, beginning of the season. Yeah, this team's resilient. Jack Nungie and Bohannon were starters and went down. But mm-hmm. but in other news, Big 12 action. Texas goes on the road to 22 Tortilla yeah. Bros. I thought Tortilla Bros were going to win by 30 this game. Yeah, I thought they were um, going by a lot. I'm kind of But the I'm long ones, Shaka, Shaka gets I'm two fading. in a row. Texas is now on the bubble. Yes, Thank you, are. Texas Tech. Tech I, I these teams are both on the bubble. Texas Tech is on the bubble. Yeah. Do we think that Texas is going to offer Shaka a 15-year extension? <laughs> no, I'd argue he just, I beat, he just beat two ranked teams. <laughs> I, so. I, I, I think a 20-year max, super max deal is in, his, in the near future. Yeah, 15 million so. a year for Shaka so he can win yeah. one ranked game a year. So and be like I, four games above 500. During this game, I even heard the announcer say like, well, this is this will get Shaka. You know, they said like something about like how he doesn't get many wins and how he gets like a few ranked wins and that this will get him like kind of what we've been talking about for a few weeks. Yeah. But, it is known at this point that Shaka just barely slides by to keep his job each and, and every year. And after this game, I wrote you three a note uh, saying, Congrats, Texas Tech and West Virginia. You are both so fraudulent that you put Texas back on the bubble. <laughs> yeah, so, I could not have said it any better. Frauds working with frauds to commit fraud. Everybody wow, start that. fading on Texas Hold Tech. Up. Texas Tech has to go on the road to play Baylor, and then they have Kansas. They lose both, these both two games. games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Could be Texas scary. Tech is kind of giving me vibes of like, do you remember that Oklahoma team a few years back with Trey Young? Trey or like they had yeah. so many losses, they but they on, barely yeah. scathed into the tournament. Yeah, did that could be Texas Tech this year. And they're gonna get like a nine or ten. Or yeah, something like that. I believe I believe was it Oklahoma that played Rhode Island that year? Or was yes, that it was. Yeah. Nope, it was it, Oklahoma. It was, yeah, Oklahoma yeah. was a ten, and uh, Rhode Island was a seven. seven. And yeah. Rhode Island won because of Fats. 
Yeah. Thick Russell. Um, NC State is able to stay on the bubble by eking by uh, Pitt at home, 77-73. They're 18-11. They have a big chance tonight, too. I think they play tonight. They Dude. go on the road to Cameron Indoor. So, can man, Markel get it done? If Markel can get it done tonight, I think NC State is going to be in. I think they need to Markel win one, one or so two good. in the ACC tournament, but I don't think that should be too much of a problem for them. Uh, but then we have a rivalry, almost an upset. The one and two teams almost both went down this day. Uh, number one Kansas State, Kansas State. Kansas wins by four points after the chair-throwing event last time. They all went and shook hands before the game. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. To end the feud, which kind was a smart idea. Which, it was kind of cringy, but, you know. Oh, they had, it kind of had, had to be done. You had to end that. Had to uh, be done. But I thought Kansas was going to blow them out by 60 again. It's credit to Kansas State. They kept it kind of close. I mean, no matter where you go, most teams are going to play tough on their home court. Which is Kansas State this Kansas year, Kansas State though. is pretty good. <laughs> They're pretty bad. Not always, but Devon Dotson took over this game. Devon? Devin? Devin. Devin, Devon. Dude, it's said both ways. It is said both ways. Okay. Um, I thought that down the stretch, although you won't see it in the stats, Yudoka Azubuke really showed up, started getting the boards. It was because Kansas He's State a was man pretty resilient. He was, he was pretty resilient going down the stretch. After, after having such a rough game, uh, mm-hmm. I like the mental mindset of the Kansas Jayhawks. I think that they're a team that could... That their ceiling is definitely a national championship. Yeah, oh, I they're the best team national in the nation champions. Right now. They're like, the favorite. Win it all. They're the favorite as of right yeah, now. To win it all, hundred yeah. percent. They're the um, number one one seed. Uh, and then we have number two Baylor going on the road to whom other than? Gosh, oh would you like goodness. to ask me? Would is you there like a to ask me? They, they, okay, so Baylor goes on the road and loses to TCU. Luke, how do you like your Horn Frogs? I like them medium rare. Thank you very much. <laughs> The Horn Frogs get it done. This is whole, this How? Is embarrassing. This is probably one of the worst Big Twelve losses that Baylor could have suffered. Yes, it, it just I think it is. It is like the Oklahoma worst. State. The Horn Frogs are so bad. The Horn Frogs are terrible. Texas Tech did beat them by like fifty, which is <laughs> that if that doesn't tell you something. I don't know. And now they're giving Shaka yep. a Wins. bunch more years. Yeah, this is embarrassing for Baylor. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say they don't deserve to be on the one line anymore in brackets or that they're a bad team or anything like that. It's just, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, that, that I don't even know where to start. Like not, TCU has no chance of making the tournament. None. None. Nit, eh, maybe. But <laughs> I think nit. But a lot of other people are thinking otherwise. <laughs> They'll be in the nit. But um, that's just embarrassing. And this upset is going to make somebody upset on this podcast. Uh, number six, Florida State goes on the road to Clemson and loses seventy to sixty nine. Wes, you want to paint the folks a picture of how the last All right. so minute like, or so went yeah. in this game? Last like 30 seconds. So Clemson's got the ball. Um, they, Florida State fouls because they're down. and Or I don't know if it was a driving layup or whatever it was. And the guy misses two free throws. Florida State doesn't box out, which I don't know how because they're like the biggest team <laughs> known to man. And Clemson gets the offensive rebound. This guy's out of control, flailing around. He definitely traveled, but he throws the ball. Down to his teammate, like who's like by half court, and an inadvertent whistle was blown. And Florida State man, they stole the ball. It was a clear breakaway layup for an easy layup. Nope, inadvertent whistle. So it was a possession arrow. But thank God Florida State had a possession arrow because if they didn't, I would have all lost my marbles. Lose. <laughs> yeah, but Florida State managed to score on that possession, and then Clemson came down with like four seconds left and hit a reverse layup for the win. So. Clemson at home is they're so spooky. Clemson is weird. I mean, they've beaten at the times, like this is their rankings at the time. Number three Duke, number five Louisville, number six Florida State. 
the three best teams in the ACC. And their record is 15-13, and 13, and they've done all of that. That's a weird team, if you ask me. That is a very weird team. I tend to agree for sure. And I, I just figure I'm going to point this one out. UConn wins on the road by 19 points over East Carolina. UConn had a very good month of February. They are now 500 in conference. And let me just list off this team, this the AAC standings for you guys very quickly. 21 Houston. Then we have Tulsa, Cincinnati, Wichita State, SMU, Memphis, UConn. That's in order. I think all of those teams are capable of winning the AAC tournament. This might be one of the most fun conference tournaments to watch. I would actually argue that Memphis has zero chance. <laughs> Thank I would you, also sir. like to argue Thank that you. the Ponies have zero chance. I actually would argue that Memphis does have a chance to win their conference wow, tournament. What is because, of the athle- because of the athleticism. I don't think they will, but they have a chance to. Um, this is the team that scored 40 against Tulsa. But, man, would it be cool if UConn won their conference tournament? <laughs> it would be so that, cool. would, that would be great. They'd probably have a four over, or a quadruple overtime game in the tournament. Um, but how about this for an embarrassing loss? Florida at Tennessee. Tennessee wins 63-58. to 58. The Gators are just... I don't, know, I don't know how it's that embarrassing. Tennessee is not, like, just all of a sudden uh, under 500 shit show. But there's still three games above 500. But they're... It's pretty bad. It's a bad loss. But Florida's not the best team in the world either. Like, you guys are acting like it's like, oh yeah, my I know. gosh, Florida, like Florida's a ranked a, team. Florida's like, a bubble team. but And I don't think that this will play them out of the bubble. But this is the kind of game that can play teams out of the bubble. Speaking of it's playing fair. teams out of stuff, Liberty might have just lost their at-large bid. <laughs> by, in their at-large bid has been gone been for a long time. They were 27-3. and three. You can't say it was all gone. Well, then you can't say CNF Austin's at-large bid is gone. I didn't say that. I feel like you have. I didn't say that. I said they could lose. That doesn't mean they're not going to get in. Okay. Um, but Liberty loses on the road in a rematch of last year's A-Sun Championship to Lipscomb. And Lipscomb started this game 7 of 7 from 3. They started out, they were up 30 to 6. Snap of a finger. Five minutes <laughs> in, they're up 30 to 6. Wow. Uh, Akron started to look good again. Go on the road to Buffalo, a team that they lost to at home earlier this season. Uh, win 86-73. So it's going to be Akron's offense that's going to win them games. This is no secret. Defense isn't very good. So if they win their conference tournament, if they get into March, you got to you got to hope Akron hits some shots. Mm-hmm. They, you, they have to be on their A game to win that day um, because I know the defense probably not going to hold it together. <laughs> Akron's like a, a mid-major LSU is more or less what they are. No defense, all offense. Uh, then we have Marcus Howard's senior day. And despite how he played so well, with 37 points. It was literally Marcus Howard versus the other team. There was no Seton Hall, Number 13, Seton Hall, wins at Marquette, 88-79. Marquette continues to slide a little bit. I think we need to apologize as just a group. All four of us had Marquette in this game. Yeah. Well, Marcus so. Howard did not disappoint. He, he did, did not. not. Not at all. But his teammates did. I think he would have rather had a win, though, for his last Mamu, game. As as Mamu senior. also did not disappoint. My man's was 10 of 13 from the floor in 3 of 3. Oh, they did not, they okay. did not 20, 26 points for Mamu. That's, that's Sped Ned to you, yes, okay? Sped <laughs> but Sped, Sped Ned, they did not have an answer for him. Because they put Theo John on Romero Gill, and then who was there to guard Brendan him? Bailey, skinny dude. He's, he's not going to hang. He's a twig. He can't he's hang with Sped. Twig. He could not hang. And whenever like Marquette would like kind of get it to 10, there's Miles Powell with a little step back tray. Just, you see his layup off, like, yeah. the tippy top of the backboard? Yeah. Both, that was beautiful. I mean, this so. is about the kind of game we imagined for Seton Hall Marquette. Both teams only had two people in double figures. Obviously, Marcus Howard and Miles Powell. And then Sakar Annam had 13 for Marquette. And Spednet actually popped off with 26. But this is what you get out of these two teams. 
You get I you hate... get small sources of scoring, but those sources provide a lot of scoring. I hate to say it, but Kobe McEwen is the key to Marquette. He needs to be that's playing well. That's not very well. hopeful. I'm yeah, sorry. That's, that's, I, that's I know, tough. Does it make me want to pick him? Does that make me want to pick them? Like, he's our point guard. <laughs> we like having Marcus off the ball. And if when Kobe McEwen gets benched basically the whole second half, it's like, God, what are you doing, McEwen? You just suck. <laughs> his attitude is like he's always just slouching his head out there, complaining to refs. It's like... I think we can contribute that to his origins at Utah State. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Um, but how about some more action? Bowling Green goes on the road to Miami of Ohio and loses 73-55. to Akron stonks have yeah. been going up. Bowling Green stonks are going down after this. Um, Mississippi State wins on the road at Missouri narrowly 67-63, keeping them probably in the field of 68 right now. Uh, then we have 15 Auburn at 8 Kentucky. Kentucky wins at home. Big Blue Nation, 73-66. That's a big win. Yeah, I mean, free That's throw shooting. win. Free throw shooting, once again, we say it all the time. Absolutely. That was what lost this game for Auburn. They were 13-22, and Kentucky was pretty solid from the stripe. Emmanuel Quickly's like a 93% shooter. Oh, yeah, he's, he's very so good. good. Yeah, Nick Richards, Emmanuel Quick, Quickly, Tyrese Maxey, all in double figures. So, pretty solid all the way around for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Those are good three win. very good players. Uh, and then an upset, which I think we all <laughs> called, Oklahoma at 20, West Virginia. West Virginia just likes to put. Me I did not call it. Yeah, I think neither did you. It was just me and you. It was, no, I did. I think it was just me. And I you. called that. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I, Alex and I. Because I said Christian Doolittle. Yes. I will not make the same mistake in the NCAA tournament. No, no. no. However, Christian Christian Doolittle did not do little as he had 19 <laughs> points and seven, Got him. seven Got rebounds. Him. Seven Got rebounds. Him. Uh, I mean, Brady West Virginia. West Virginia is now the CEO of putting mediocre teams back on the bubble. They are. So that's they're somehow they were somehow ranked for the past three weeks, which was beyond me. I can tell you that. And I'm gonna give you two teams that I thought had a slim chance, but now have no chance. Syracuse and Notre Dame, no chance. They both lost to North Carolina and Wake Forest this weekend. Dude, that was a great pick of that UNC by pick. me. I said Cole Anthony would just splash over the Syracuse zone. Seven of eleven from three. UNC wins handily. That's a snipe of a pick by us right there. Thank you. It is. Um, VCU finally gets a win at home. First time in a oh, blue damn moon. Time. I mean, it has been forever since VCU has won. Um, but we also had some more action. ACC action. Virginia at home against number seven Duke. The Cavs get it done. I thought Duke was going to win, but I said this is going to be a really good game. And obviously we all knew it was going to be really low scoring. Um, mm-hmm. But a great block at the end um, to seal the deal for Virginia. By Jay Huff. How about Jay Huff? Nearly yes. a triple double with blocks. He was one rebound short. He had ten blocks. He had ten blocks. That's yes. insane. That's insane. He, I saw something that was like he blocked twenty eight percent of Duke shots. Of Duke's shot attempts. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> ten of, or and that's 10 of him guarding yeah. Vernon Carey in the post. That's super impressive. Yep, Vernon Carey, one of the best. And I said Braxton Key needed to step up. Fourteen points, eight rebounds. Yeah. Solid game. Fifty two points. You know, you don't need to score. Over 70 to win games, not if you're Virginia. Uh, Duke shot the ball exceptionally terrible this game. Dude, that's 30, what UVA does to teams. 30.5%. It is probably a little bit of both, though. But the weird, let's, let's be 100%. Yeah, be, be 100% honest. <laughs> like, you can contribute a little bit of that to UVA's defense. I will seed that, but not all of it. Duke only hit three threes, or I mean four threes. Three of them coming from Trey Jones. <laughs> so, Trey Jones was three for five from downtown. Other than that, they hit one three from Vernon Carey. So... <laughs> 
That's comedy. <laughs> that is comedy. I mean, lockdown defense, but at the same time, Duke just had a poor day shooting off day. Um, SFA gets a big win at home against Lamar. Yeah, I've already alluded to this one. I mean, when every player in your starting lineup scores in double digits and a bench player is 17, that is a recipe for success. I I do agree that is a recipe for success. If they keep that going... <laughs> the one thing cruise. me and Luke can agree on when it comes to SFA. They'll cruise through the tournament if they do that, but I don't think you can do that every single game. It's well, just not the way the world works. Yeah, makes sense. When you got that dude and you play in the Southland, you kind of can. Uh, number 17, BYU at Pepperdine. BYU gets another win. BYU just... Wesley, well, so you want to talk about Yoli Child for the BYU? Mormons. He's he was a stud. Was it thirty eight and fourteen? Yeah. yeah, thirty and fourteen. My man's was unstoppable. I mean, Pepperdine noted small school, <laughs> yes. so they did not. They don't bring any big guys, and he just bullied everybody. And I'm like, we're kind of we've I, kind I of hated on BYU for a little bit. On them so Let's much. apologize because I've looked back at their like yeah. they well, have seven losses. Played. I would love to see I them say, as a five. I want to say five of so their... So I can pick against them. Yep, that's exactly right. I want to right. say, though, let me just say, five of their seven losses, I think five of their seven, Yoli Childs was not playing. Mm-hmm. Due the to injury. Me- and they beat the a Houston team. BYU. Yeah, I mean, BYU has been looking a lot better lately. I'm really starting to come around on them. Uh, uh, we apologize for slandering them. Yeah, when they got all you Mormons out there, we, we thoroughly apologize. apologize. We thoroughly apologize to uh, Mormon Nation. Um... Big East action. DePaul is just absolutely sad. This is after this game, they were the first team in the Big East with a losing record. So yes, the Big East is a very strong conference. Uh, Alex, say thank you. Thank you. Yeah. DePaul, <laughs> DePaul did not have a single player in double figures. Lost sixty to forty two to Butler. This is the energy Butler needs to bring to the tournament, though. Mm-hmm. That defensive energy that gets them the wins. Um, Yale barely beats Princeton, sixty six sixty three. Yale's looking. Iffy right now. Or I agree. As, as a Harvard supporter, I am Say so excited want. for them to <laughs> absolutely keep yapping. Yale. Keep um, yapping. Number five, San Diego State goes on the road. Comeback win. I thought Nevada was going to win this. I've been saying it for weeks, yeah. but San Diego State showed some resilience. And you can thank Malachi Flynn for that one. Yeah. He, oh, he unleashed. He unleashed. That was his best game I've ever what seen. What do you have? 36? 36. 36. Exactly. Oh. That he was un- incredible. He was hitting threes and he was getting to his spot on that mid range jumper and pulling up just like Kobe did and boom, he was. But it, he's the only player I really see who finds the spot mid range and he pulls it from every time there. Mm-hmm. Nevada had control of this game until like the under eight media timeout and then Malachi Flynn just decided to take over. Incredible. So it's not like he was a ball hog. He had five assists, five boards as well. Yeah, I mean kudos to Nevada coming out playing him tough, but Malachi Flynn. I mean, take over badge activated. Yeah, take over badge activated. Uh, Twenty four Michigan State on the road at nine Maryland. They dominate the Terrapins. They had no fear of the turtle that day. Not at all. Uh, Seventy eight sixty six, including a three quarter court shot at the halftime buzzer by Cassius Winston. Mm-hmm. And did you hear Izzo after the game? They they asked him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, like literally a week ago, I drew up this play, and that's all credit to coaching that he made the shot." So kind of did Izzo really take credit funny. for that? He, he did. Slight, probably a little bit of a joke. A little, yes. I would, I would Obviously, it was a joke, joke but I, I still think that's pretty funny. Yeah, but Anthony so, Cowan yeah, didn't yeah. have his best game. I mean, Stick Smith led them in every single category. Points, 20. Rebounds, 12. Assists, 3. Stick Smith across the board. But obviously, you see it with Michigan State. Points was Winston with 20, but Tillman had 12 rebounds, and then Winston had 6 assists. However, shaky 7 turnovers. Yeah. 
not. He hit a lot of threes, though. Yeah, Michigan State was getting scoring from just about everyone. I mean, they, they control that game. They were up by like twenty fresh. How Rocket Watts of it. that game? Yeah, they were. thirteen points. Yeah, Rocket Watts absolutely. I He's becoming consistent. Uh, but then we have some mid-major action. Murray State wins at home against Austin P. They have now split the season series. This is going to be the final of their conference tournament. Um, Murray, yeah, Murray State won this one at home. So this is going to be a fun conference tournament to watch because you have Belmont, who's now on top, Murray State in second, and Austin P in third, and they've all pretty much beat each other. Mm-hmm. So it's going to come down to those three teams, and Belmont shoots the ball well. Murray State pretty much just lost jaw. So did these are still two scary teams in March if they if they get in from the Ohio Valley. Um, but then you have another bubble matchup, Arizona State. Tough week for them. Who's on the road at USC, 71-61. to USC tough fought week. their way back this week. I Kudos to USC. Mm-hmm. Um, South Carolina at Bama. Alex wanted me to point this one out. Uh, Bama won at home. Said South Carolina is almost on the bubble. Well, not really. Um, but St. Mary's <laughs> at number three, Gonzaga. St. Mary's loses by 10. They kept it close for a while. So a lot less embarrassing than the last oh, two. It was tied so. at half, I think. The other yeah. one was the blowout. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Ford had a solid game. Um, Charlie, I, I'm, I hate to say it to you, but I'm so glad to say it to you that Utah State lost on the road at New Mexico. I know, I saw that. That's, that 66 really, to 64. That, that is something, hurts. that is a loss that can pop the bubble right there. It's unacceptable. Come on, Utah State. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll be in the tournament. I will not be championing them to make the tournament anymore because that's, you can't lose those games. That. That is a little Coming bit... Actually, I probably, I probably still will. Yeah, you did. Come on. Come on. Uh, but You've then, been through... But then another good. another win. So, big Pac-12 winners this weekend were USC and then UCLA. Arizona at UCLA. UCLA won again. Prove me again why Arizona's frauds. Thank you, UCLA, yes. for doing my, doing my <laughs> they job They swept Arizona me. this year. Some pack yep. some action. Uh, some pack shit. The, in the Pac-12, I mean... UCLA has won seven straight. Stirring up chaos. Everybody yeah. is. I mean, I don't know what more they have to do. Obviously, they started off bad, but right now they're doing all they can. They're making the They remind me a little bit of Providence in the yes, sense that yeah. they are heating up right now, and this is the perfect time to do so. A few Indeed. teams, USC, UCLA is heating up. Also, Stanford's heating up. Moving to Sunday's games. 21 Colorado went on the road to Stanford. Stanford won 72-64. I had Stanford in this game. I picked the trees, the Cardinal, the to win this game, but... Colorado, Colorado was apart a little bit. They're Those are two fraudulent. not great losses for They're the Buffs. Uh, we also had some other good games this day. Um, 10 Creighton at St. John's. St. John's was hitting threes like there was no tumble. Alex, do a victory lap. You called this game. Yes, sir. Give me the Johnnies, baby. 91 to 71. The St. Johnnies John's scored that many on Creighton's defense. Were unexplainably wet that game. These, these they could numbers, not miss. <laughs> these numbers are usually flip-flop. Creighton shoots 15% from three, and the Johnny shoots 64%. And the thing is that all the... Oh. At the end of the game, I think I'm pretty sure they hit five straight threes. Yep. Or something like that. The Johnny they hit like four straight, and then I want to say Creighton called a timeout, and then they hit they another three. Like, honestly, and you, can thank that, you can thank that to Greg Williams Jr. He was 7-10 from three. And uh, that guy is normally not that good of a three-point shooter. And also, the Figueroa guy. LJ. Oh, LJ, LJ Figueroa. LJ Figueroa. Figueroa, yeah. That guy was a bucket, too. Uh, then we get into some AAC action. This was a really... This was one of the most physical games I've ever seen. Other than, like... I think it was either Memphis Cincy or, like, Memphis SMU. Um, but in the AAC. 
Houston, 25 Houston, wins at home 68-55 over Cincinnati. Kind of rematch over last season's rivalry that a lot of people didn't know was going to be renewed, but Cincinnati heated up. So this was a big game of the two top teams of that conference. Houston got it done. I mean, Cincinnati was out most of the first half, but Houston staged a run at the end of the first half, and just that just bled into the second half. Nate Hinton started hitting some big shots to open up the second half. That opened up a can on Cincy. Yeah, Houston's starting to find their big three scorers. I'd say it's Caleb Mills, Marcus Sasser, and um, Nate Hinton. And then they're coming around, and they're getting buckets in clutch time. And that's what Houston has kind of been missing the whole year. They've just kind of been a team team where they're finding guys, whatever, different night, different score. But these three guys have kind of really stepped up and are proving themselves to be consistent scorers. And that is bright for the future, I'd say. Caleb Mills is a freshman, right? So is Marcus Sasser. Caleb Mills is a redshirt freshman. Marcus Sasser, I think, is a true freshman. If imagine, imagine if Dijon Mustard Giroux heats up how good this team could be. I don't think Dijon Giroux needs to heat up. I think he just needs to kind of be himself because he's an all-around player. He's a rebound and assist. And Biting. Yep, biting <laughs> leg kind of guy. Uh, so, some some notable terrible games for Cincy, though. Um, Jerron Cumberland, one for seven from the field, one for five from three. But Jerron Cumberland has those games. He is hot, he I'll give you that, yeah. and he is cold. Uh, but also Chris Vogt, only two points. He had seven rebounds, but he didn't make too much of an impact when he has usually. Uh, the only player that was really big for them was Trey Scott with 17 points, 11 boards. Um but, I mean, Keith Williams is a solid player going forward for Cincinnati. He's going to be a key to their team. Uh, Javen Cumberland also off the bench had a terrible game when he's usually their spark off the bench. So, And I credit that to Houston's defense this game. Yeah, they, Houston's got they good mauled. defense too. They're also a deep team. Uh, Xavier goes on the road to Georgetown, survives 66-63. A little Najee Marshall game winner with like yeah. one, one and a half seconds left. Yeah, Tyreek Jones with 13 boards too. I mean... They're, Xavier's starting to figure out kind of who their players are, and I think that that's going to bode well for them in March. Watch out for that San Diego State matchup, folks. Uh, Indiana <laughs> at Illinois. This one hurt for Indiana. Yeah. Indiana. It was very close game, but Illinois pulls it out 67-66 at the end. This is the game that Indiana needed. This, this game was back and forth the entire game. So it was, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis, as Wesley mentioned earlier, yes. he had a good game, mm-hmm. uh, 12 boards. But I would assume who is the Io best is closer in college basketball. No. Yes, yes. Geo Baker. Nope. Nope. Io. I would assume who is the Io. best closer in college basketball. Define Io. closer. The last two or three minutes of the game. Geo Baker. I would assume. It's Geo. It's 100% Io. I would assume. Only, only at the rack, it's Geo overall. It's, Io. I would assume who is the best closer. I will never budge on. You will not budge me on this. No argument. one Closest come games. March should want, or come NCAA tournament should want to, to be in a close Illinois. game. No, they don't want just to be Just in general, game, you do not want to play Illinois. How about how about the backcourt? Not just Io with 17, but Andres Feliz with 15 points, 4 assists, and 7 boards. That is quality minutes right there. And Kofi with yeah. 15. So, Kofi's okay, finally coming okay, around. Okay, Kofi's okay, starting Kofi. to come around. <laughs> Kofi's been bad for a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rhode Island at home loses to St. Louis. Awful loss. Kiss, kiss your tournament hopes goodbye, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. the not quite, not they could quite, be Dayton this week. Not quite, not but... To. They're they're looking like they're on the wrong it's, side. It's it's not looking too good. Uh, then Big Ten action: nineteen Michigan at twenty three Ohio State. Michigan suffers second loss in a row. Uh, Seventy seven sixty three at the hands of the Buckeyes. The Dude. bully Caleb Wesson he banked in a three at the end. I would say I don't want to say buy into Ohio State, but I would say be bullish on them. I'm yeah. starting to buy in yeah, Ohio State. Again. Ohio State is bullish right now. How about Franz? Another double double. Eighteen ten. He is consistent. Um, Xavier Simpson with twelve points and seven assists. So. Some consistent numbers there. Uh, and then 
a game from the AAC. And that would be Wichita State at the Ponies of SMU. God, SMU pulled off a ceremonial choke job. If they were 20-8, and eight, they would be on the bubble, maybe on the inside, too. After winning Maybe on the bubble. inside of your bubble. Not most people. Not anyone else's. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I'll paint the picture for this one. All right, let's hear SMU was up 50-26 to 26 with about 13 minutes to play. And per ESPN, they had a 99.8% chance to win. They did not. Wichita State won 66 to 62. To be fair, though, those those ESPN percentage things are kind of skewed. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's sometimes so. where I've checked like second half and like a team is up by like six and they have like an 84 percent chance to win with like 15 minutes left. I'm like, well, this is you can't but fake 99.8. You can't fake that. Dexter, Dexter Dennis. Dexter, Dexter Dennis. More. He played great for Wichita State. And do you know who wasn't on the court? When they're making this comeback, Eric Mr. Stevenson. Eric Stevenson. Eric Stevenson oh, dropped a nice big old egg. Big Listen, egg. even Wichita State fans are starting to get upset with him. That's hilarious. They I think love he's that. just like a pretty boy who isn't like willing to contribute to the team. And I would probably agree because dropping an egg is embarrassing. This loss put me in agony. <laughs> SMU showed how good they were for you how many minutes. We're sending how some texts they were. about how bad Wichita, Wichita State, State was. And then your ponies lost. Come your ponies on. are done, Luke. Just, I'm sorry. They're, not, they're 19 and 9. You can't they're, say they're They're done. maybe they're, the worst team in the AAC. AAC. That's such cap. <laughs> you I'm not even playing. No, I'm not. You know, you know how you say I tried to ignite a fire under you for SFA? You're trying to do the same thing for me right now. But I thoroughly believe this. That's the difference. East Carolina with the puzzle piece jerseys. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like East Carolina could really give them a challenge. Uh, for the battle On a neutral court. For the battle of the bottom. For the battle of the bottom of the Big Ten. I rattled you, bro. You couldn't even pronounce it. Northwestern that. at Nebraska. An overtime game. Ooh. Northwestern Ooh. wins on the road, 81-76. Um, but then we have another Big Ten game. Minnesota going on the road to Wisconsin. Minnesota beat them in the barn last time. Uh, Wisconsin got revenge. Wisconsin, but barely. By, by two points. Oturu had another double-double. Yeah, Oturu was dominant in this game. I was at this game, and my man does not sit down. Daniel Oturu, I'm pretty sure, plays... Pretty much forty minutes. Him and Marcus Carr, I, I they got they have no help. They have no they help. have no help. Which is, but I, it's fair to play sometimes. Them the whole game. Sometimes Gabe Kalsher. Sometimes. Sometimes. I feel but if they I had feel, any significant yeah. help, they would be pretty good right now. I feel like they both sit maybe a minute or two, which is that's impressive just as like a player for them to play the whole game. But Daniel Oturu dominated Wisconsin, especially Nate Reavers. Michael Potter was the only one that put a stop to him. Sometimes Nate Reavers got the final block at the end, but. Daniel Tour dominated Wisconsin. It was bad. Wisconsin though. Wisconsin though. Six many, games. Six, in, a six in a row. Pixel. I mean, Marcus <laughs> Marcus Carr and uh, Daniel Turu, both sophomores. By the way, they return. That will be scary. Uh, some games to look forward to tonight. NC State at twelve. Duke just tipped off. Uh, NC State's up five to two in that one. Uh, Tortilla Bros. Texas Tech at number four. Baylor. Lego Baylor. This Does Baylor be... suffer another bad loss? Because Texas Tech is no longer ranked. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of continual suffering of loss. losses, uh, number nine Maryland goes on the road to Rutgers. Will Maryland lose at the rack? I think. This, I this, think so. If the rack, would, this if, seems like a Mark Turgeon team right now that might be starting to not fall apart. I'm not gonna go there. That'd be a huge win for Rutgers. I like Maryland. I like Rutgers at the rack. Give me some Rutgers Joe Baker. Needs this one. I'm yeah, gonna be I'm gonna be bad. picking Maryland, but I'm cheering for Rutgers all the way wholeheartedly. I think, I think Rutgers wins it because I think Ron Harper has a huge game, being the key to their team. Uh, 16 Michigan State at 20 Penn State, staying in the Big Ten. I got Sparty. 
Give me Sparty. Not sold. I'm gonna on be Penn taking State. Penn State at home. I, mm, I think Michigan State will win this one, but I think it'll be really close just because Penn State plays at home. Well at plays home. Off, yeah. Um, we also have some conference championships to get into this week. Yes, sir. So you're gonna be w- wanting to uh, stay in touch with those. Do you know like just what conferences? A Sun. A Sun. Patriot They League. have all their first-round matchups on Tuesday. Yeah. Tomorrow. That's um, when you know March Madness is starting, man. Yeah. SFA plays at Abilene Christian, who's number three in their conference. Albino ass Christian. Yeah, Albino ass Christian. Uh, SFA <laughs> will be fine. Um, do I sense a road loss coming for SFA here? Alex? No. 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 Unfortunately. Never. I kind of like, think, think one does. Shooter, just, purple teams playing purple team. I don't know. I just feel like it's a terrible reason, but I just something something in my gut tells me SFA. Right, I'm gonna hold you to that one. one. Okay, All right, you hold me to that one. Uh, Tennessee at six. Kentucky. Kentucky. Big Blue Nation ranked six. Kind of snuck their way up there. They will continue to roll. BBN. Uh, and then we have Purdue at 18. Iowa. Iowa lost by like 40 points last time they played Purdue. <laughs> and it won't happen again. Hopefully, different result this time. Uh, Big 12. A fight for the bubble. Texas at Oklahoma. Wow. That this is a fight one. for the bubble. That's wow. India. That's crazy to say that. That's Can unbelievable. Shaka pull it off? If Shaka pulls this off, man. Texas is in. Yeah, I mean, I and I think Texas is going to win too, sadly. Oh, so I sadly. I like, um, I like Oklahoma in this game. Yeah, I think Christian Doolittle will actually do little this game. So, uh, Wednesday nice. we have one too many. We have Xavier. He can't, he can't use that joke twice. Xavier <laughs> Providence. Prov- Providence. I got X. Give me How the can you bet against the Friars right now? Uh, give me X in this game. Uh, also, Mountain West uh, Conference uh, jam- uh, tournament starts this yep. starts this day. So predictions for who wins the Mountain West? San Diego State. <laughs> I mean, do we think Utah State could challenge them, bro? Yes. <laughs> no. I think they could challenge them. I don't know. San Diego State does not look that good as of late. Uh, SEC. We have LSU at Arkansas. Um, which Arkansas is now 18-11. They're trying to work their way. Big win at home against LSU could put them on the outside looking in. Um, we also have Minnesota at Indiana. Indiana needs this one bad in the Big they Ten. Do. But you know Minnesota doesn't just fold, lay over and fold. Uh, St. John's at Butler. Could the Johnnies continue to spoil? Um, Alex, could they? I don't think so. I like the Bulldogs in this yeah. one. I think the Bulldogs go on a run. Uh, also, Northeast Conference Tournament starting. That's a conference tournament that will get like a 16 seed. But Ohio Valley Conference tournament starting too, so that is what we're talking about. Austin P, Murray State, Belmont, going to be a tournament to keep an eye on uh, when the weekend hits. TCU at number one, Kansas. Man, it would be a story if TCU could knock off number two. It would be a story one. if it was possible. If the Horn Frogs do it, <laughs> I think put them in. Put them in. Auto bid. I don't if care. they win this game, it's an auto bid. I don't auto care bid. if they're seventeen and thirteen after winning this game. You have to put them in. I'm so, I man, that would be so hilarious. Um, they won't though. Georgetown at number eleven, Creighton. Creighton bounce back. I like back. Creighton. Yep. Yep. Um, Nova at Seton Hall, fourteen at number eight. I like Seton Hall in that one. Give me the Hall. Give me the Hall. Uh, three Dayton at Rhode Island. Come on. Dayton. Give me Fats. No. Day- Dayton's gonna roll. Rhode Island, baby. I'm picking them. Dayton's gonna. Win. Dayton's gonna win big in this one. Uh, seven Florida State at Notre Never. Dame, who's eighteen eleven. Notre Dame, if they lose this one, they're one hundred percent done. I'm done with them. I think they've I think already. They're State already one hundred percent done. Don't you are. Listen you're already done with them. Um, an eighteen. <laughs> an eighteen eleven team is ranked number twenty five right now. So don't really want to hear it. Uh, number twenty two Virginia gonna keep rolling at Miami. Because the Canes are absolute garbage. Chris likes though. <laughs> <laughs> the midget man. 
Um, <laughs> other than that, Wisconsin's at the Coal Center, ranked for the first time in a while, number 24. They host Northwestern, so free win there. Uh, congratulations to them. And congrats that, on another W. That yeah. wraps up our games to look forward to. Yeah, it was a super fun episode. Break down the wall of bowl predictions. Hopefully we kind of described them well enough to you guys because a lot of them are very, very random. So we hope you like that. We'll be breaking down the other half sometime soon. But once again, you've got to stay tuned and listen to each and every podcast as we get all the closer to March Madness. We will be coming out to you with even more podcasts likely in the near future. And until next time, this is Made in March. See ya.